You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals and Neurocrine Biosciences. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we have author Tanita Allen on with us. Um, she is going to be sharing about her journey with HD and about her new book that's come out called We Exist. Tanita, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, ask me whatever you would like. <laughs> okay, here we go. So before we get into your book, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with HD? Okay, uh, well, I am from Ohio, born and raised in Cleveland. Um, just to give you a little bit of um, uh, background, uh, I didn't come from an HD family. So unlike a lot of people out there who are, uh, you know, who do have HD and who uh, they usually come from long lines of people that, you know, have had it. Um, I am the first person in my family to be diagnosed. Wow. Okay. Yes. And also what's unique about my situation is that I am actually part of 5% of the HD population. So I'm even a minority within a minority. 5% of a full penetrance, I am what is called reduced penetrance. I yeah. am, at, my allele is a 39 genetic oh. number. So my 39 allele is in the, is, it's in the gray area of, of Huntington's. And despite me being in that gray area, I was, you know, um, I write about in the book, We Exist, I write about how I was in a toxic environment with carbon, carbon monoxide and gas uh, um, poisoning over a period of about 22 months. And, and what it did was they, the uh, doctors believe that it induced an early onset of, of the Huntington's gene being expressed because of the allele being only 39 and I was in my thirties at the time. And I had no, again, no family history or anything like that. So when I got sick, um, I had full, I had everything, the choreatic movements, and I still, I am full blown symptomatic right now to this day. So even though I am reduced by my marker number, I am still full, fully symptomatic as, as much as a full penetrance person. So right. I take medicine. Yeah. I take medications every 12 hours and probably for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How, so what made them test for HD though, to figure this out? Well, actually it took, uh, it took about a, over a year, almost two years 
little shy of two years to be finally tested and taken seriously for Huntington's disease, I was told over and over, and I write about this in my book, We Exist, that um, Black people don't get Huntington's disease. Oh my God. I was told that there's no, like black people just don't get it. And that is the one thing that I had, I can be, uh, they were hundred percent certain that I did not have because I'm African-American. And, and crazy. I, and I was told this by a lot of doctors in New York, when I was living there, I was living in the state of New York and I was told by doctors at places that these are movement disorder doctors. These are not your regular you know, doctors off the, you know, out, just regular. Right. These are specialists. Yeah. These are specialists that know that should know better. Yes. But, absolutely. Uh, but they did not. And um, over and over, I was told you're black. It's we're not testing you for Huntington's. You're black. We're not testing you for Huntington's. That's the one thing that, you know, we know you don't have. And so I was really confident that these, why would they all lie to me? Why would they all tell me this? you know, and it, and it not be true, you know? So I believe them. Right. And I was being, you know, so they, what they did was they tested me over and over again for things like lupus, uh, Sjogren's disease. Um, they kept saying, oh, you're black. You must have lupus. You, you definitely probably have lupus. So I was going through the ringer. I was getting tested for everything, even HIV. I mean, it was crazy. They had me tested for AIDS. I was tested for, um, you know, they said, oh, you know, a lot of black people have AIDS, you know, I just, a lot, it was just insane. Yeah. Insane. That's ridiculous. And I was, yeah, I was definitely treated, uh, accordingly, mm-hmm. uh, due to me being African-American and, and, it just, it was just, it was a journey. It was a two year, it was two years of hell, you know? And I write about that. I document this. Um, and I went through a, a long legal battle as a result of the toxic exposure in the apartment. And, um, you know, and I went through that as well. And I document that as well. So that was, a, and that that expanded a, a, a decade long uh, in court. Um, but I never saw my day in court because, uh, the judge ruled that because I have a honey, the Huntington's genetic marker, that it's probably more than likely I was going to get sick anyways. So they didn't feel like my case was worthy enough to go oh in God. front of a jury. Right. So I was treated a certain, you know, so I had it on both ends, the medical community and the legal community. So I, I had, you know, both the legal system. So I was really feeling it. And, um, you know, so it, it, this is what inspired me to write this book because I wanted to bring awareness to the, you know, to everyone and say, Hey, you know what? Black people can get it. People of color can get it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Genetically speaking, we're all mixed up. You know, we all are, you know, I can check my genetics. They're not a hundred percent one way or the other, you know, but it, but people need to understand, just know anything about American history and you'd know that that's anything's possible, right. you know, if well, you know American history. I've been doing this. Okay. So I, my dad had Huntington's. Um, oh. I tested positive when I was 20, I'm 38. And um, even, even back when my grant, when I was 15 years old and my grandfather was first diagnosed, the first thing they said was 
this does not discriminate as far as race goes. It is a 50-50 chance across the board. And um, so the fact that you have doctors today, mm-hmm. that specialists saying, oh, well, you're black, so there's no way. That's the, right. I, my mind is blown. Yeah. Yeah. And then I they guess. and then they would try oh, to God. clean it up. Now they're trying to clean. Yeah. You know, after they found out my diagnosis, yeah. a lot of them were horrified um, and, and scared because they, they didn't know what, you know, I was going to do when I found out that I had Huntington's. I called because I called a lot of them up yeah. and I let them know. I said, guess what? You know, I have Huntington's disease. And they were just like, oh, my God. You know, and then they said, well, you know, it's just not that common with black oh, people. Oh, my God. It's like, really I would have lost my. <laughs> yeah, they said it's, it's my not language, really but common. I would have lost my shit. Like, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, they said it's not that common. So, um, you know, so therefore, you know, so you you understand why we, we said what we said, right? You know, so that was their way of trying to clean it up. It's just not really that common. So that's why we don't see it that often. So that's why I, we said what we said, you know, and, you know, and it's, and it made me feel, again, I was going through it on both ends, you know, and I wanted to write about this story, this journey and, you know, and, and, and show the world that guess what? Anything is possible. And Huntington's disease is real. And it is a real disease with a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. And um well, and I these specialists should know. be educated on it. Absolutely. And some of the symptoms, you know, like I said, I had classic symptoms. I had the choreatic movements that started first. See, um, why would it just okay? That right there, like if you had all of the classic symptoms and you go, and even if they don't think that it's something that, that you can get, why would you not rule it out? First thing. Right. It's just a simple blood test. Right. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was, uh, you know, and I was accused of being a drug addict, which I've never done. I've never done drugs in my life. I've never been an alcoholic. I was accused of being an alcoholic because of the shaking. So I was accused of that. And I was accused of being mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I was accused of those three things. And it was just, it was horrifying because, you know, I I wanted, and I also wanted to write a book uh, to show the world, because if you look at what's out there and available for um, people to read and be educated about Huntington's disease, you'll find a lot of books written by doctors and medical professionals and caregivers, and they mean well. I mean, those are great books, but- But not a lot of the voice of the person with Exactly, and that's what I want. I want the world to see what it's like to be in the skin of of a person, in the mind and, you know, to, to, understand what it feels like to have a disconnect between your mind and body because your body is doing one thing and your mind is saying stop 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 oh my god why why can't I stop shaking why can't I stop you know having these symptoms why am I clumsy why am I having all these you know why am I depressed all the time why don't I you feel know? like going and doing the things that I used to do exactly why do I have anxiety about going out exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly and yeah. I wanted to Good talk about you. that yeah. Good so for and you. thank you. Thank you. And I, I, you know, and this is what I wanted to do. So I wanted to, you know, raise awareness. And then also um, what I'd like to do is show the world that despite all the stuff that's happened to me, 
I'm still trying to live my best life the best way I can. I am still going to live my best life regardless, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm assuming that you went to a different doctor who was willing to to do yes. the test. Yes. I went to the finally, and he was absolutely shocked when I told him about what the doctors had said. And, you know, cause he's a neurologist movement disorder specialist. And he was just like, no freaking way. I can't, and he, cause he knew these people. He went to school with them, some of them. Right. And he shocked and, you know, he goes, oh my God, so-and-so said that. So-and-so said, uh, he says, I can't believe it. Yeah. And uh, so I got tested and then it came back positive. And, you know, and then I freaked out and I said, but why would all these doctors lie to me? So I was going through denial and he said, well, how about we test you again in a separate lab? So I got, I got two genetic tests, one in uh, one lab and one in the other, a different lab. And they both came back exactly the same. And I had to accept the truth. That's what I had to accept. And then both of my parents were tested after that. And then my mom ended up being positive. So we found out that, and my mother and I are a genetic match. We're both at 39, which is really odd. Yeah. You know, so my mom's the 39. My mom is just now, she's 70. She is just now starting to show strong symptom, like symptoms, cognitive symptoms and things like that. Um, and they said they predicted that that would have been around the oh, age that I would have showed. Yes. Yeah. If I was going to show any symptoms, that's when I should be showing them around 70, 65, 70, something like that. But I showed it in at like 30, something, 35. Right. See, that's, that's why it's so variable, right? Like the lower the number goes, the more variable it is. And obviously when you're in that gray area, the intermediate area, it's even tougher. Um, yes. I, first off, I am so sorry for everything that you've had to deal with. Like that is bullshit it's absolute bullshit that you've had to go through that. Um, and excuse my language. I try really no, hard no. not to cuss on no, here, you but could you could say whatever that That's is fine. just, that gets me going. Like I'm so angry for you right now <laughs> because of what you've had to go through. And, um, like that should not be how it is at all. Um, so I'm very glad that you are writing about this and that you are speaking up as a person with HD. Um, mm -hmm. That is one of my passions is really giving a voice to people with HD. And um, so this book is called We Exist. Um, yes. I want to read the overview for everybody um, and then we'll get into a few questions. So follow the journey of Tanita Allen, a courageous black woman confronting the challenges of Huntington's disease. We Exist documents her harrowing two-year struggle for a diagnosis while living in a toxic New York City apartment that triggered the early onset of her condition. Learn how she wages an impossible decade-long legal battle against those responsible, unveiling the staggering barriers faced by marginalized communities in both medical and legal systems. But this story is not only about hardship. It's a narrative of strength and tenacity, a powerful testament to determination and faith in the face of systemic neglect and personal adversity. We Exist is a beacon of insurmountable odds. It's a call to action, advocating for oneself, not just in healthcare and justice, but in life. Love it. Through her own resilience and refusal to succumb to fate, Tanita Allen demonstrates the possibility of a fulfilling life despite overwhelming challenges, inspiring others to take charge of their destinies. Love it. And I can already tell Tanita that you are that person just, you know, talking to you now. And, um, you know, I'm 
I have not been able to get a copy yet, but I'm excited to read your book. Um, just especially getting to talk to you and, and seeing how passionate you are about this. So you went into a little bit about why you decided to write the book. Um, is there a part that's kind of your favorite in the book that you think really stands out and that you would want to share with people? Well, you know, I have, um, there's a part in the, the my as my final thoughts, when I kind of sum everything up in like a short area, I put, um, I, I wrote, as I pin down these final thoughts, a profound sense of gratitude washes over me. The opportunity to share my story, my experience and my perspective with you has been an, an incredible privilege. I want you to know without a doubt that you are not alone in your struggles. Life has a way of testing us in unique and often unexpected ways. Still, the beauty lies in our collective resilience. Just as I've shared my journey, there are countless others who are navigating their own paths, facing their own battles, and finding their own victories. You are part of a vast community of individuals who understand what it means to persevere, adapt, and thrive despite life's hurdles. As you embrace your own journey to be, be courageous, know that every challenge you face is an opportunity for growth and self-discovery. Embrace change. Celebrate your milestones, find your tribe, and prioritize self-care as a means of fortifying your resilience. And then I write this last part. I want to express my heartfelt thanks for reading my story and for allowing me to be a part of your life, even if only briefly. I leave you with this message of hope. The human spirit is capable of extraordinary feats. No matter the circumstances, there is always a path forward. And there are always reasons to hope and believe in the possibilities that lie ahead. Beautiful. Thank and you. So well said. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to read it. So where can people buy the book? Well, they can go online um, at, and on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's definitely all you can do if, most people go on Amazon. I go on Amazon all the time. <laughs> That's where I've got it saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you could get it uh, paperback uh, in ebook, or you can get an um, a hardcover. Um, and and soon, pretty soon, it's going to come out in an audio form. I'm so excited. Oh, yay. I'm yes. working on that as an audio book. Yes. Yes, because Audible is my friend. I, I use yes. Audible for all of my books. Um, okay. Really, I've got two, I've got two little kids, so it's really hard for me to sit down and actually read a book, but when I'm cleaning and stuff, I'll actually listen to audible. <clears throat> so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited um, about that. Yes. I definitely let me know when it comes out because, yes. um, that's probably going to be the way I get it just because that's the easiest way for me. Um, so if people want to follow your journey, because obviously this is more than just HD, this is, you have literally been dealing with uneducated healthcare, a legal system that is, is absolutely crazy. Um, there's so much to this. So where can people follow you? Um, you can definitely follow me. Um, I'm, I am working on some social media, uh, accounts, but you can definitely, I have a, an author's website, tanitaallen.com. 
So um, you can definitely reach me at TanitaAllen.com and, and find out anything else that I like, because I'm actually going to work on a blog and, um, you know, like work on stuff like, you know, like tips for this, tips for that, you know, little things, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm trying to create that, you know, like this whole blog experience. But right now it's just uh, the book. You can get the book and hear and read more about my information. So yeah, I will. I will. Uh, I will put the website and a link to purchase the book on our show page, as well as on social media on the Help for HD Live social media, um, so that it's easy for people to um, get to. Um, are you planning on writing another book? I know you're talking about the blog, but uh, do you think you'll write another book? I am thinking of writing another book, and what I'm thinking about is, okay, now that you have the story, the backstory of what happened, right? It's like, okay, now that I have this disease, now that I have this quote unquote terminal disease, now what? Now what? Now what do you do? How do you, you know, what do you do with that information? Now that you have this information, how do you, you know, how do you navigate? So what I'm going to do is do like a book on like how, how to, how, um, how to live your best life with a neurological disease. You know, so it could just be, it could be anything. It could be Parkinson's. It could be, you know, Huntington's. It doesn't matter. So um, how to live your best life, right? Because it's important. And I mean, what I mean by that is um, my, my, my back uh, education is I have a paralegal certification and then um, um, I have a college degree in um, public affairs. So it's more like, it's like a political science degree sort of, but um, and what I'm looking to do is, uh, I'd like to write about like things like how to like, um, how to like prepare yourself to even get a will together, how to get a healthcare proxy, you know, things like that, things that we don't want to think about, but we, we should, you know, yeah. how do we want our healthcare to be right? Because we don't want to put, bur- we don't want to burden anybody with our you know, I don't, at least I don't, I can speak for myself. I don't want to put any burden on any of my relatives when it comes to my healthcare. So it's like, you know, these are hard questions that nobody, nobody really wants to like talk about until it actually happens. And then it's too late. And then it's too late. Yep. (laughs) You know, so I want to write about that. I definitely want to delve into that. Great. Especially from a perspective of, of a person who has it and, you know, you are living with it every day. And um, I think that's uh, such a great perspective. Well, Tanita, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking to me um, and sharing this. Truly amazing. Your, your resilience and strength and determination and, um, you know, the fact that you continue fighting, right? Like this is, I, I have a, I have a, thing that I'm working on called HD strong, but you really realize that, you know, we hear it all the time. We're stronger than HD, but it's more than that. Part of our resilience and part of our strength comes from the fact that we've had to deal with this invisible, invisible monster, this neurologic monster. And so it creates a different type of strength and resilience that um, most people cannot understand unless they deal with a neurologic disease. Um, So, you know, I I just see that in you. I see the strength and I see, I love that you are so passionate and I love that you are speaking up and giving a voice to people with HD. And um, I 
can't thank you thank enough. You. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you. So for those listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you want to find out more about Tanita Allen, I will have her uh, link to her author page, as well as a link to purchase her book, We Exist. You can get it on Amazon. That's actually where I have it. So I'll, I'll post that link for you guys. Um, so Make sure that you are tuning in every Thursday for a new show. Um, we have some really great things coming up, especially with Rare Disease Day coming up at the end of February um, and some other just exciting uh, shows coming up. So especially with our HD Uncut series. So make sure that you guys are tuning in for that. If you'd like to join the HD Uncut series, I would love to have you on. That's for our HD community members to come on and basically share whatever it is you want to share, uncut, uncensored, give a voice to HD in uh, whatever capacity as being part of the HD community. Um, we also have the Young Investigator series that we are doing for any new research that is coming out um, in HD, and I'm always looking for people for that as well. Uh, you can email me at lauren at help4hd.org. That's L-A-U-R-E-N at H-E-L-P, the number 4hd.org. And until next time, guys, take care and love ya. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.